eight benefits of good networking on today's episode. Today's episode is brought to you by Digit. Save money without thinking about it. Get paid $5 just for signing up at servenomaster.com backslash digit today. Are you tired of dealing with your boss? Do you feel underpaid and underappreciated? If you want to make it online, fire your boss and start living your retirement dreams now. Then you've come to the right place. Welcome to Serve No Master Podcast, where you'll learn how to open new revenue streams and make money while you sleep. Presented live from a tropical island in the South Pacific by best-selling author, Jonathan Green. Now, here's your host. I'm a big believer in the power of networking. I believe that a rising tide raises all ships, that when you surround yourself with people that are on the way up, they pull you up. And I'm also a believer that when people are on the way down, they'll pull you down with them. You know, there's that classic saying, misery loves company, and it's absolutely true. When I first got into internet marketing, fresh off of being fired from what I thought was my dream job, I said to myself, I never want to be in a position where I can ever be fired ever again. And to me, my first thought, my first actualization of that idea, my first mental picture was that I would work online and I would never have to speak to another person face-to-face again. That's how I originally envisioned working online. I had this belief that I could work in total isolation, that I wouldn't need help from anyone else, I wouldn't need to communicate with anyone else, and I could just do my own thing and have total control of my destiny. And over time, I discovered that that's very limiting. It's possible to live like that but it's really, really tough and it will always limit your income. And I discovered that actually there's some amazing benefits to integrating networking into any business venture, whether you're a small business owner, whether you work online, even if you're an employee at a company, proper networking can really accelerate your growth. Some people think of networking as office politics as the same thing. And it's important to understand the distinction. Networking is all about positivity. Politics has a dark undertone. The idea of politics is that it's zero sum. I can only have power if I take it from someone else. Whereas networking is about let's work together and accomplish something. So it's cooperative rather than competitive. So that's a key difference. And there are eight ways that networking properly can really help you grow your business, whether your business is your personal career, your small business, or anything else in between. And the first is referrals. Most of the people I work with are secondary introductions. Very rarely do I meet someone, a direct networking contact, and then we work together. Almost every single person I work with, I'll meet someone, you know, at a marketing conference or via Skype or somewhere through, and we'll start chatting and they'll be like, oh, I know someone you should work with. So that person becomes a connector and they give us that referral. Yes, sometimes you might get a direct customer, but referrals are very, very powerful. And some studies have shown that we're more likely to get a job from a friend of a friend And that's where we're most likely to have a successful job connection. So it's actually not your direct friends that you can expect to hire you. It's the people they know. That one degree of separation is critical. As someone who's hired friends, worked with friends, partner with friends, I can tell you that I don't do business with people I'm friends with anymore. It's an absolute nightmare. Instead, I'll introduce a friend to a friend of a friend. Those two can connect. And if it works, great. And if it doesn't, great. That allows you to both preserve the friendship and the business relationship. So referrals are a very big part of networking. And there's something you can expect. So if you go to an event in your networking, you beat a bunch of people, you don't close a deal right away. Don't freak out. It's easy to get nervous, but what you're doing is planting seeds that will eventually grow. The second benefit of really good networking is opportunities. Sometimes you will find someone there who wants to work on a project with you or has an idea 
for something that you can do together or has an idea for something that would really work for you. Sometimes I'll meet someone and they find out that I'm a writer and that a lot of what I do is writing a bestsellers on Amazon. And it's just fortuitous because that's what they're working on right then. They're like, oh, I just put out a book. or I'm just about to release a book. I could use some help on it. And that connection allows them to do something really amazing. It allows them to get access to my knowledge and we immediately find an opportunity. Sometimes they say, hey, will you ghostwrite my book? Will you do this for me? Will you help me with this? And there's an immediate opportunity there. It's not as common as the referral, but it does sometimes happen. It's usually about uh, maybe one out of 10 really good connections will turn into an opportunity. And that's wonderful. Having good opportunities, having these come into your life is very wonderful because it's a shorter path to money. It's a shorter path to an opportunity. Sometimes you'll go to an event and you'll meet someone, you don't realize that they're a boss or their level above you. And they'll go, actually, we're looking to hire someone with your skill set. Would you be interested in switching companies? So even as an employee, sometimes someone will immediately hire you. People would much rather hire someone that they have a bit of rapport with, they've met in person in a more casual environment because then they can really assess you. Everyone knows that when you're in a job interview, you're in job interview mode. And the person interviewing you is in job interviewer mode. And it's a totally artificial environment. And you have no idea what someone's going to act like once you've hired them. Nobody acts at work the way they do during the interview because it's an artificial construct. Forming these opportunities, taking advantage of these opportunities, getting offered a job right away shouldn't surprise you because it happens. It's happened to me many times. I've been offered different types of jobs. I've been offered different types of projects. Oftentimes I turn them down. I can't take every project that I offered, but this happens a lot simply by meeting people. They get to meet you. You're much more real than just a resume or just something they read online. You also form connections. Having a network around you is very, very valuable. I oftentimes try to form connections in every area around me. Now, there are a lot of people that have value, but don't understand how to form connections. So sometimes I'll meet someone and they know how to do something that's very useful, whether they're a lawyer or they're a barber or they're a chef. And I'll want to bring them into my circle of connections. And sometimes the person, because they can't see the immediate value, because they don't own a restaurant, they immediately want to cut the ties. Even though I actually work with several chefs with helping them publish their cookbooks, I actually have some knowledge about that industry and know a little bit about help people in that space. But if people don't see the value of connection, they turn away from networking and they go, oh, I only want to surround myself with people that are doing the same thing as me. If you're a chef and you're only friends with chefs, that's great, but you don't make any external connections. You can't jump to the next level. You can't jump from industry to industry or kind of make other things happen. You limit yourself. And this is for any industry. And so the importance of connections is that the things we don't see is where the value lies. I do introductions, probably two or three a week where I say, oh, you two should meet each other. You're looking for something and you have what this person's looking for. I get asked for ghostwriters and copywriters two or three times a week, all the time, all the time, all the time. And having access to a network, having a bunch of people around me, I can say, oh, I know someone who knows how to do that. I can do the introduction and boom, it increases my value and it helps the person I'm introducing. So surrounding yourself with connections, even if you're not sure the value right now, even if there's not a referral, even if there's not an opportunity right away, somewhere down the line, something cool can come your way. Another value that you should not forget about is number four, which is advice. When I first got into online marketing, I first started dabbling on the internet, I met someone through Craigslist who had been in advertising, print and radio advertising for 20 or 30 years. The guy had been, was a small business owner for a very, very long time. He was actually looking to move into internet. And he mentored me and helped me understand about building that type of business for about six months. We met once a week or every couple of weeks have breakfast or lunch together and really talk about uh, the structure of an advertising business. Now he was in print and media advertising and my focus was really internet-based. 
So we didn't really clash and it was great. And it was simply a connection that I found through networking and constantly grinding. And instead of saying, oh, you have nothing to offer me. I have no interest in print media. His understanding of dealing with clients was so valuable to me. It really helped me get better and better at just developing that skill and understanding sales a little better. So you can find these amazing people who have great advice. It doesn't matter if someone's in a totally different industry. Understanding how to deal with clients is pretty universal. Understanding how to deal with money, understanding how to deal with taxes. There are a lot of things that people know just from experience. I've talked in the past about how I feel about education. And a lot of it is that we are so focused on things that don't matter. More and more education now, they're adding in all of these courses about, you know, that are revisionist history or that are all about oppression, but they still won't teach you how a credit card works. They still won't teach you how to sew. They still won't teach you how to buy a house. They still won't teach you how to shop for the right kind of loan, like things that are really, really valuable. For a young person, I don't know whether it's better, what's more important for a young person to learn that Thomas Jefferson had slaves or how to make sure they don't get into credit card get by the time they're 25. Like which one will really affect their lives in a more meaningful way? And that's always my measure of education is can this help the person have a better life? The purpose of education is to help people have good lives. Yes, there's a civic duty to become good citizens. That's fine too. Don't become a criminal and all that. But I really feel like the core principle of education should always be to help people learn how to do things and have a better life. And so all of these lessons that we don't learn in school, all these lessons that we don't learn about taxes and employment laws and health insurance and everything else, all these different pieces, all these components of being adult that after a while we get used to. How do you buy a car? What's the right type of loan I should get? And, you know, How do I determine how much should I pay for rent? What percentage of my income should I spend on housing? What should my entertainment budget? All these pieces that we don't learn as a child, that we don't learn in school because education lets us down. These are great things you can learn by getting access to advice. And it doesn't matter if you're 18 or 75, there's always someone who's done something different than you. And especially when you're moving into something you've never done before. If this is your first time starting your own business, or this is your first time doing something online, then working with someone or knowing someone who's done it a little longer, they can offer you advice simply from the mistakes they've made. My favorite way to learn from a mistake is to learn from a mistake that someone else made. I'd much rather that than having to learn from a mistake that I made. And I made a lot of mistakes along the way. And hopefully you can learn from a lot of my mistakes, but it's just as valuable to get advice from other people around you. That's why networking is so wonderful. The fifth advantage of networking, fifth benefit, is that it raises your profile. You start to get noticed. I'm working on a sales page right now for a new course. I'm always working on uh, tweaking my sales pages. And it's so valuable. People love to see pictures of me with other people I've worked with in the past. I'm not really big on that. Actually, I don't take pictures of me with uh, other marketers very often, but I'm discovering that it has a lot of value. Like it seems like everyone in the world has a picture of them with Tony Robbins or a picture of them with Richard Branson. Everyone I know has a picture with one of those two guys. And they do it because it raises their profile. You get to have some reflected glory. When people know who you are, when you're on more people's radar, good things come your way. If you're working as an employee, if your career is your business, the more people in the industry that know who you are and have a positive view of you, the easier it will be for you to jump companies, for you to get promotions, for projects to come your way. People go, oh, Alan, I know that guy. Hey, he's all right. Let's, let's let him try it. Sarah, oh, you know what? I know Sarah. She works at another company. I've heard from a friend of a friend that she's a pretty great lady. Let's hire her. Let's bring her on board. Just having people know who you are, a little bit of local celebrity, will give you access to more opportunities. People who don't even know you 
if they've just seen you multiple times or just heard other people talk about you or they've seen you talk to people they know, they automatically have a positive opinion of you. That view of you next to other people they respect means that you capture some of that respect and it's very valuable. So with a higher profile, certain things start to happen. More opportunities will come your way. People will assume you are more successful than you are. People often assume things about me that aren't true because I'm so good at networking and the people I network with, they will often assume I'm in very lofty heights, that I'm constantly jetting around the world between you know, the Middle East and Los Angeles and London, just partying every weekend. Because I'm so good at networking, I'm surrounded by people that do do that. So when people see you with rarefied people, when they see you, they think, oh, wow, he's only breathing the rarefied air. So you get a lot of reflected glory. You get a lot of that respect. And it allows you to take on bigger projects, raise your rates, ask for a promotion, because your perceived value is all that matters. Your actual value is irrelevant. It only matters what people think you're worth. And if you can convince people that you're worth more, then they'll pay you more. Number six is being in a position of influence. What this means is you start to network with people that have the ability to bring things your way. Not everyone has the ability to give you a project, offer you a new job, introduce you to someone that can help you. But what they do have the ability to do is talk you up to those people. Every time you apply for a job, what do they ask for? Three references. And even though the, you know, the laws in America are getting weirder and weirder, and sometimes they can only call and they'll only confirm or deny if you worked there and they won't say anything else, what everyone wants is to call your previous boss and say, hey, was this... Was she a good worker or was she a nightmare? That's what they really want to know. And the more influencers you have around you, the more people who can kind of pass that word along. Let's say you want to work at ABC Company, okay? Whether you want to work as a contractor, you want to be a consultant for the company, you want to take a job there. If you have a friend who works there, if you have someone you've networked with who works there, they can pass on the word what they know about you. And that little bit of influence can really tip the scales in your favor. The more allies you have around you, the more likely you are to get that positive outcome. Very few decisions are made in isolation. The HR manager will often talk to the department manager or their secretary or the people around them to say, what do you think of this resume? What do you think of this person? And so the more influence you build up, the more ability you have to get to those next levels. This is why for a long time, my networking strategy was really built around sidekicks. When I first wanted to understand networking, and this is as far back as when I was uh, 17 or 18, when I first want to start connecting with people, everyone always wants to be friends with the number one, the boss. But if you become friends with the number two, you're accessing the person who has a great deal of influence. So it's much, much easier. It's probably 10 times easier to become friends through a number two. Now this works in different ways. And sometimes if I'm at a networking conference, I'll talk to only spouses. So I'll talk to only the husbands and wives who don't work in that industry. And they're kind of bored, but by talking to them, then when I meet the person I wanted to talk to, they go, oh, my wife was just talking about you. She said, you're awesome. My husband just told me that you love the movies he makes. That's awesome. And both of those things have happened to me. It immediately gives you an edge because you come in through this little bit of influence. And it's a lot easier. Talking to your favorite celebrity is really nerve wracking, can make you nervous, but talking to their number two is not such a big deal. It's not as awe-inspiring or however you want to describe it. It doesn't make you feel as awkward because you're meeting someone that you don't have a bunch of preconceptions about. It's a little easier. So there's different ways that meeting people with positions of influence can really help you. So just because you don't see how someone can help you right now doesn't mean down the line they can't do things. And again, all of these things, the core of networking is that you can return the favor. That person who has a little influence on your behalf, you might be able to influence someone on their behalf down the line. We say, oh no, I actually know this is a great person. You should meet them. 
Number seven is your confidence will grow. When you know a lot of people in your industry, when you know people who are above you, when you know people around you, when you feel like you're surrounded by a good, knowledgeable team, you'll feel a greater sense of confidence. A lot of the nervousness we feel is when we don't know anyone. When you walk into a room and don't know anybody, you feel like it's the first day of high school and you feel this awkwardness. But as soon as you know one person there, you go, oh, it's not so bad. But when you know one person, there's that temptation is there to follow that person around and kind of hang on their shirt tails. So by expanding yourself a little bit, by meeting a few more people, you get past that zero and one friends phase and you get into the place where you feel pretty comfortable. When you're in a room of 10,000 people, if you know six people in different places, suddenly you're very confident because you go, I can talk to this person if I want to. You have a nice fallback plan and you're surrounded by people that believe in you a little bit or know you a little bit. A lot of my confidence comes from experience. The more people I talk to, the more I strengthen my network, the more comfortable I feel in who I am. And all these things are really valuable as you begin to explore this adventure of working for yourself. I know that the idea of working for yourself and working online sometimes feels very daunting or feels a little bit overwhelming. Or how am I going to make ends meet? How am I going to make it all work? But when you surround yourself with people that have done it before, that can give you wisdom, guidance, networking, all these other things, your confidence in yourself will grow. You go, well, I know a bunch of people that have done it before and they're going to help me get to that level. And that's really wonderful. And the eighth and my favorite benefit of great networking is friendship. You can find people through networking and connecting and business events and all these different ways of networking that I've talked about on this episode and other episodes. And what's really wonderful is you make these cool friendships. You meet people that you continue to communicate with for years and years. And I have people in my life that I will probably never do business with, but I like talk to them because they inspire me or something about what they're doing keeps me interested and keeps me motivated. And I like to motivate them back and forth. And so sometimes just the exchange of value saying, oh, I love what you're doing and tell me your story. And then they tell you their story and you tell me your story. That sharing of rapport, that sharing of communication can really help you feel good and keep you inspired because we all have those days where we feel down. You know, I'm just coming off several days of being so sick just really having a bad flu. And it's the first time I've been sick in ages. And I wasn't even well enough to get up and sit in the chair and turn on the computer. So for the first time, I haven't checked my email in like two and a half or three days. And even now I'm feeling pretty weak. I don't even know if I'll turn the computer on today, but I'm able to just record this without using the computer. We have those down days, being able to talk to your friends, you know, I feel sick. I don't know if I can work. My work going to collapse? I'm too sick for three days. Is this whole thing going to come crashing around my ears? Those fears can be alleviated by having good friends around you. We need a strong social circle. As much as I thought when I got into online marketing that I could be an island, I discovered that that's not true. No man is an island. You can't live in total isolation. Humans are social creatures. We need people around us to inspire us, motivate us, and make us feel good about ourselves and bounce our ideas off of. Most of the time when I talk to my marketing friends, I'll say, this is an idea I'll have. And just by talking through my idea with them, I'll crystallize what I want to do. Sometimes I have Skype conversations and the person's not online and I'll start talking through my problem, knowing that they'll read it when they come back online. And by the time they come online, I've already figured it out just by saying it to them. So having people you can talk to about your idea, about your projects, about what you want to work on next. When I'm working on a sales letter, trying to figure out what the right story and flow is, it can feel for me a little bit overwhelming. Sometimes I feel stuck. So the ability to talk to them and go, here's the story I'm thinking of. Does this sound good or does this sound crazy? And a lot of that connection, a lot of that feedback is very, very valuable because it's easy to get tunnel vision in this business. One of the worst things that can happen to you is to spend years chasing a bad idea. 
And as you know, as I talk about all the time, I watch all those investment TV shows where people start a business or they have an idea and they'll spend their entire life savings on stock. And they go, oh, well, I have $65,000 worth of the stuff in a warehouse. And they go, well, how many of you sold? And they go, three. And they go, what? And that's one of the reasons I don't do physical stuff. That's why I'm into print on demand and manufacturing on demand. Because the idea of having like tens of thousands of dollars of stuff that's worthless, or they make a bunch and then they realize they have to make a change to the product. So they have to get a whole new mold made. All of that stuff happens because you don't have people around you can bounce your ideas off of. You don't always need to talk to people who are experts in the field. I know I've talked in the past about, oh, it's better to get advice from people that know what they're talking about. And that's definitely true. But when you're talking about a product or you're talking about a story, anyone can listen to a sales story and go, that sounds weird. Most of the time when I'm telling a variation of whether it's the hero's journey or the seven step story or one of my other storytelling patterns, all I want to hear from the person is, does the story sound weird? That's usually a sign that something's wrong. I don't need a more complicated answer than that. That tells me I need to go back to the drawing board and fix it. That's enough information. So I don't need really complicated and advanced answers. We don't always need someone of total expertise. Sometimes we just need someone who will give us the straight truth. And having friends and building friends through networking is very, very valuable. And that's why I'm such a big believer in networking. I believe these are eight of the greatest benefits and they're really what I believe in on a core level, I believe that networking is one of the greatest business accelerators. It's one of the reasons I'm so successful. And it's one of the reasons I'll continue to be successful in the future. It's one of the reasons I'm such a believer in going to live events. Even if you're working for yourself or you work for a company, going to conferences and events where you meet other people in the same industry will allow you to form connections that can accelerate your growth by putting an X after your income. You take your income, you put X2 or X3 and you double or triple what you're making. That's why I'm such a believer in networking because you form amazing business relationships and also really wonderful friendships. And these are eight of the most important and powerful benefits of good networking. Thank you for listening to this week's episode of Serve No Master. Make sure you subscribe so you never miss another episode. We'll be back tomorrow with more tips and tactics on how to escape that rat race. Head over to servenomaster.com forward slash podcasts now for your chance to win a free copy of Jonathan's bestseller, Serve No Master. All you have to do is leave a five-star review of this podcast. See you tomorrow. Thank you for listening to the Serve No Master podcast. Email your questions to podcast at servenomaster.com and your question with my answer might appear in the next episode.